Good to see you and welcome to Formosa News. I'm Celia Chan. Taiwan's Foreign Minister Joseph Wu says he's confident that next Friday's trade talk with the U.S. will not be a one-off event. Speaking to Taiwan lawmakers, Wu dismissed concerns that the trade talks would end under the Biden administration. Next Friday, Taiwan would seek to sign an MOU with America to institute the dialogues as a regular part of the bilateral relationship. The first Taiwan-U.S. economic prosperity dialogue will take place on November 20th. Foreign Minister Wu spoke Thursday about what he expects from the meeting. I'm confident this will become a Taiwan-U.S. dialogue mechanism that won't be affected by the change in the U.S. administration. If one of the meeting's outcomes is that we can show the public that this is a very important dialogue mechanism between Taiwan and the U.S., then we will all know that it is. Talks are underway with hopes of signing an MOU. Wu said he did not believe Taiwan-U.S. communication would be affected by the result of the general election. He said that if invited, Taiwan would send a delegation to the U.S. presidential inauguration on January 20th. With regard to the January 20th inauguration ceremony, the details of the event are still unknown to us. If we receive an invitation, of course we will send representatives. Actually, it's already been confirmed. They consider China a competitor. As for their attitude toward Taiwan, I see that many of those in the Biden camp are still quite supportive of Taiwan, so the overall framework will not change. Wu said he's confident the Biden team will seek to contain China and befriend Taiwan. But despite his ministry's repeated assurances, the KMT is wary of the Thai administration's decision to allow U.S. pork imports, which they said represents Thai's bet on a failed candidate. Why did our president give Trump a large present before Election Day? They hope to get a concession in return, an FTA or BTA. The foreign ministry should return to the negotiation table. It wasn't a condition they set. It was a pledge we had made to the international community. It was a fulfillment of that international pledge. It's just like when Ma Ying-jeou was in office and Taiwan began accepting U.S. beef imports containing rectopamine. It's the same situation. If beef imports were accepted back then, why are pork imports opposed now? Wu said that when Taiwan joined the World Trade Organization in 2001, it pledged to adhere to international standards in return for a place in the international community. He said that since that moment, all Taiwan presidents have faced the same requests from Washington regarding rectopamine. During a Facebook Live video on Wednesday, the WHO was found to be censoring comments containing the keyword Taiwan. During a Q&A session on COVID vaccines, an internet user wrote Taiwan can help, but he was hit with an error message that read unable to post comment. Other users found that all messages with the word Taiwan were disabled. Taiwan's representative to the U.S., Xiaobi Kim, then wrote, is it true you are censoring the word Taiwan in the comments section? But she too was unable to post. Foreign Minister Joseph Wu told the media that Taiwan's right to join the WHO was being seen by more and more people across Europe, North America and Latin America. More than a thousand government officials around the world had written to WHO calling for Taiwan to be granted observer status. A Czech news outlet finds that China is using a Swiss company to spread disinformation about Czech Senate Speaker Milos Vistrichel. The Senate Speaker became a target for Beijing this August when he visited Taiwan. According to a popular Czech news site, China is working to discredit Vistrichel by engineering fake news reports.
I am extremely happy. I would like to take this opportunity to extend my congratulations to Senate President Mr. Chill. Before the camera, Legislative Speaker Yo congratulates the Czech Senate Speaker for securing re-election with over 90 percent of the vote. The victory proved wrong those who said his Taiwan visit would cost him. But according to a recent investigation, China is still trying to make him pay. Wash Taiwan. Since his September visit to Taiwan, China has ramped up the pressure on the speaker. Recently, the news outlet Aktualnia received a news tip on Vistrachil from a Switzerland-based consulting company. This tip claimed that Taiwan promised to pay Vistrachil four million U.S. dollars to visit. When the media outlet looked into the source of the email, it found people with close ties to China's United Front campaign. The outlet believes the email was part of China's attempt to sway public opinion in the Czech Republic. If our Ministry of Foreign Affairs had four million U.S. dollars in its budget to buy prominent dignitaries, then theoretically we would already be a member of the U.N. and we would be part of the WHO. What this disinformation proves is that China is buying media outlets everywhere. That's an extremely serious issue. The pundit condemned China's disinformation campaign. Meanwhile, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs called out China for its aggressive wolf warrior diplomacy. A lawmaker said Taiwan should take charge of the moment and expand its diplomatic office in the Czech Republic. Actually, Taiwan and the Czech Republic have a lot of cooperative projects. I also expect that in the future we will engage in more cooperation. We could consider expanding our representative office in the Czech Republic. Besides diplomatic officials, we could station officials representing other agencies. The Czech Republic is quite strong in its industrial development, so I think the relevant units could consider stationing officials there. Foreign Minister Joseph Wu nodded in affirmation when he was asked about expanding the Czech office. For Taiwan, expanding mutual trust with the Czech Republic could prove a counterweight to Chinese disinformation. State-owned refiner CPC Corporation says it's expecting its first shipment of oil from Chad in December. It's the result of years of oil prospecting in the African country. Oil production started in February and more than 1.45 million barrels have been collected since. The Chad oil field is managed by CPC, which holds a 35 percent stake. Chad's National Petroleum Company holds another 30 percent and the rest is held by the Shanghai-based CEFC China Energy. The Chinese energy conglomerate has links to the Communist Party, and it also went bankrupt in March, leaving uncertain the future of its stake in the Chad oil venture. Just 24 hours after registration opened, over 10,000 people have signed up online to take experimental vaccines developed in Taiwan. But officials say applicants still need to go through a vetting process to make sure they are suitable test subjects. People with chronic illnesses, immune disorders or respiratory conditions will not be permitted to participate. Already more than 10,000 people have registered to participate in clinical trials for a COVID-19 vaccine candidate. Even Health Minister Chen Shizhong says he'd be pleased to take the jab. 
I would be very happy to join, but I would have to look into the regulations on that. After all, I am in one of the agencies overseeing these trials. I would have to look into whether my participation would be restricted, but I would be very willing. Not everyone who registered will be accepted as a subject, officials say. Prospective volunteers will be screened for suitability through blood tests and other basic evaluations. Those with breathing conditions or chronic illnesses may not participate. There certainly is a clinical inquiry process. In vaccine and drug trials, the test subject's physical condition is observed after vaccination to make sure there are no problems. Then, the subject can leave the hospital. They have to come back to the hospital a few times depending on how many times they need to be vaccinated. If it's twice, then they need to come four to six times. Another question put to experts was how researchers will ascertain the effectiveness of the vaccine. Overseas developers have already completed phase three clinical trials. The test subjects who were not infected, their antibody levels served as an important reference point for researchers. If after being injected with the vaccine, some subjects become infected, we can see if it had to do with insufficient levels of antibodies. The expert says local vaccine developers can consult phase three trials done abroad to determine how high antibody levels have to be to offer protection. The effectiveness and possible adverse effects of Taiwan's vaccine candidates will stay unknown until after phase two trials. The Taiwan External Trade Development Council and Foreign Ministry held a virtual product launched on Wednesday to showcase seven Taiwan companies to Middle Eastern buyers. The products on display included Taiwan's cutting-edge medical technologies and halal-certified agricultural products. Taiwan's fruit is popular worldwide. Guava, pumpkin, and sugar apples are sweet and high quality. Middle Eastern markets are big fans, but produce sold to the Middle East has to be certified halal. No other country's agricultural produce, and especially fruit, is as distinctive and of such high quality as Taiwan's produce. This will become a very important part of our overseas promotions in the future. Taiwan's exports to the Middle East include sugar apples to Kuwait, iceberg lettuce to Saudi Arabia, and kyoho grapes, jujubes, and guava to the UAE. Now, even frozen sweet potato and mango have got halal certification, making them acceptable for Muslim customers. Frozen mango and related products and frozen sweet potato, these are the pride of Taiwan. We want to provide these products for Middle Eastern consumers to enjoy all year round. Taiwan has the know-how, the technology, and the two countries can make very good business together. Another pride of Taiwan is its medical prowess. Disease prevention products, from screenings for disease and virus tests to smart treatments, have been brought together by TITRA. Nucleic acid tests have a particularly strong market in the Middle East. We hope to keep growing COVID-19 related products, but also liver cancer drugs that we more normally sell, or HIV reagents. The market is pretty big. Taiwan's medical treatments, beauty products, and foodstuffs are all finding customers online and markets in the Middle East, increasing their international presence. The annual online shopping festival, known as Singles Day, has come and gone, and it's left behind an unusual sight at select convenience stores. Photos circulating on Facebook show packages stacked in high inside convenience stores. In one photo, they look like a wall of sandbags placed next to a window. In another, they're placed right in the aisles of the store. These packages were all purchased online and shipped to convenience stores for pickup. 
One online vendor says it has gotten so many Singles Day orders that it will be shipping them all the way to next week. Amid the pandemic, supermarket brands are hoping to cash in on travel-hungry shoppers. From samples to cooking demos to a vast array of authentic European delicacies, they're pulling out the stops to create a culinary adventure that doesn't require a flight. For Mosa News reporter Stephanie Yang shows us what's cooking. Large crowds line up to try samples. There's cheese, meats, wine, croissants and more. At the other side of the supermarket, shoppers load boxes of wine into their carts. At this Taipei Care Force store, Wine Fair and Europe Week are underway. Oh, we found some really great deals on South African wine that I love. So we bought 104 bottles. I've been to a, tastings in, in the States where you go and you pay money and you, they give you one cup and you get it from a different dispenser and whatever, but never where it's been free. So yeah, it's been great. It's amazing because nowhere in the world, this is here the only place in the world that you can have a sexual fair like this and people can freely, easily come. One bag, you got a 12 croissant for only a 99 NTD. So it's very good. And the taste takes like a French croissant, like back home. Optimistic about the market for European delicacies, Carefor is holding Europe Week from November 6th till 17th to sell special products from European countries. At the same time, they've launched a wine fair to showcase vintages from around the world. It so happened that we were hit by the pandemic this year, and so people have been eating more at home. Therefore, we've taken care to add products like cooking ingredients, noodles, and other simple products. You don't have to eat out if you want French or Italian cuisine. You can cook it at home. As for alcohol or snacks, our sales volume has increased significantly. In this year alone, there's at least a 10% increase from the previous year. Meanwhile, at this breeze super in Taipei, white truffles, Italian Christmas bread, and other delicacies are on offer so that shoppers can enjoy the foods of Italy without going abroad. There's even a Michelin chef demonstrating dishes like porcini mushroom risotto with parsley and padano cheese. My suggestion is always use the good quality of food. Yeah, don't try to do the Italian food or the Italian cuisine with fake food. The, the, the dish I use is always the good quality, everything. The pasta is a good company, the white truffle, uh, no story, is a very good quality of Italian dish we can bring here in Taiwan. Uh, the rest is very easy to prepare, it's just uh, boil the pasta, put in the butter, uh, put the white truffle on the top. It's very easy, but very good. Once Italian week is over, We'll have French week and then Christmas roast chicken. It'll continue until Christmas. Because of the epidemic, people cannot go abroad, so Taiwanese consumers are increasingly favoring European products. Supermarket operators say these themed events can give shoppers a taste of Europe without having to leave Taiwan. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Lu Botong in Taipei. Shrimp farmers in Taidong have developed a high-tech way to monitor their stocks in the hope it will rejuvenate the rural economy. Shrimp pioneer Zhang Zhiming developed an underwater drone that traverses the bottom of his ponds, allowing him to see and understand how the shrimps are doing with unprecedented precision. He plans to share his innovative methods to the locals for free in hopes to benefit others. A fishing net is pulled slowly from the cultivation pond. Chinese white shrimp, some more than 10 centimeters long, are jumping about and go into a bucket of water. Farmers are using remote-controlled submarines to cultivate them. 
The yellow machine splashes into the water and heads for the center of the seawater pool. It goes under the surface, while on the bank, farmers can watch its explorations on their phone screens with a remote-controlled device. Suddenly, the bottom of the pool is as clear as day. We use this to observe the shrimp at the bottom. Otherwise, sometimes if a person goes down to look at them, you get too close to them and they get stressed. And then they get muscle cramps, just like a human would. It used to be all done by humans or by the human eye. We couldn't actually manage it scientifically. But with this underwater drone, we can monitor and record the quality of the water, our shrimps, and their physical condition. This Taidong innovator developed the underwater drone to start collecting big data on shrimp cultivation. Now he can raise the healthy white leg, but also the harder-to-manage Chinese white shrimp, which he expects to be ready for market by next year. I'll give the support of these machines to all the locals for free to help us develop a new industry here in Taidong. Taidong's got the best water quality. Our salt levels can reach level 3, which you might not be able to find elsewhere. Our water is also very clean. So basically, I'm doing completely harm-free cultivation here. We don't use any antibiotics or add any pesticides or herbicides. It's completely pure and natural. Taidong farmers are hoping the submarine drone will help make shrimp cultivation more profitable than ever before, rejuvenating the economy and giving young people a reason to stick around in their hometown. How do you like the sound of a cup of coffee down at the local ruins? One musician thought that it would just be the ticket. He personally re renovated a warehouse to create a cafe with unpolished charm. Our reporter went down to see if it would be her well cup of tea. Concrete flooring with exposed rebar and walls covered with old tools. This isn't an abandoned workshop, but a coffee shop in Taipei's Wenshan district. Espresso drinks and pour-over coffee fill the renovated space with irresistible aromas. A rusted window grill and weathered wooden furniture are all part of the appeal in this former warehouse that had been left abandoned for more than two decades. The cafe owner personally oversaw the building renovation, which preserved much of the building's original structure and details. We did this all ourselves, bit by bit. We hammered in every single nail, everything you see here. First, we repaired the metal roofing, then installed the water and electric lines, then everything from the carpentry and metal working down to the final paint job and finishing touches. We did it all ourselves. As the lead singer in the band, the shop owner's love of coffee led him first to turn the old warehouse into a place for roasting, and then, after much hard work, to open it as a cafe. With windows on two sides, the venue has proved popular in the age of COVID, with customers enjoying the bright and breezy ambiance. This year's profits are up 20 to 30 percent from the same period in 2019. The spirit of this place is about creating an aesthetic you like with limited resources. I don't think aesthetics can be bought with money. I think it's magical here. As soon as you step inside, it's like a completely different mystical space. The lighting, decor and atmosphere come together here to create a space in harmony with its surroundings. With this natural charm, the coffee itself can really shine.